What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Straight Edge Wrestling Podcast, November 2nd edition. Uh, we've got a few bits to talk about today, including Saudi, uh, the fallout from Crown Jewel, the hell of a fallout from Crown Jewel, uh, Smackdown on Fox, or NXT on Fox, whatever the fuck it was, um, as well as WWE's third quarter reports to talk about. But I think first we'll start with um, we'll start with a fallout of Crown Jewel and work our way back to actually the Crown Jewel event. So um, WWE superstars were stuck in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but has that got anything to do with Vince McMahon having an argument with uh, one of the royal members' family? I mean, woman. Yeah. So um, we don't know what Vince McMahon had an argument over. But we can say that Vincent Mann definitely had a disagreement of some kind with the with the Saudis advisors, um, and it was seen by lots of talent out there. And yeah, we don't really know much about it. It's weird. It's a it's a very weird situation. And after the show, Vince leaves. He gets on his private jet, and he leaves. Brock Lesnar and Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair get on another private jet and they leave. The other 200 members of the WWE roster and crew get on a private charter, which is chartered by Atlas Air. They are at Riyadh Airport and they sit on the plane and then they get told they ain't going anywhere, there's been a delay. Um, They sit there for three hours before they're told to get off the plane. They hang around in the airport for a while and then they're sent to a hotel and told they can't leave the hotel. Um, it was a bit chaotic. Like, no one really knew what was going on. But what we do know is that lots of talent were suspicious. I'll say that. Suspicious of the fact that the Saudis were saying there was a delay. They, we still don't really know if one of them, someone's missing yet. Yeah, we still, yeah. We don't know if, like, someone's head's rolling somewhere. It, um... It's a really weird thing, just because lots of people have no idea what the fuck went on. Uh, I've heard lots of people say, basically, there's one man in this world that knows what happened, and that was Vince McMahon. He's the, he knows everything, and no one else really knows. But the talent, they were worried. They wanted to get home badly. There's tweets from Kurt Hawkins, basically. Well, Kurt Hawkins tweeted out saying, fake fighting in spandex isn't worth being away from his daughters. Kurt Haw- uh, uh, Heath Slater basically saying the same thing. Rusev asking for and prayers. why did he do it for all these years then? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Should have asked himself that question when she popped out. Yeah. But it's um, it's a really weird thing. Like, so the Saudis just held him. It was it was weirder because, as I said to you, it's called there, Saudis showing their power. Yeah, it was, and and the the um, there were flights leaving Saudi Arabia going to America. That's the weird thing. If if Saudi Arabia was a country never frequented, then I'd get it. No offense, if you're also that desperate to get out, does it matter if you're going for America or just I just want out of the country? Yeah, like exactly. Like you just leave. If if oh okay, where's the next place I can go to? Paris. Fuck it, I'll go to Paris because there's many connecting flights from Paris to New York, you know. Fuck it, I'll go to Paris, I can have some cheese and wine. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a million places. It's, it's really weird. But lo- some some of the wrestlers banded together and they got their own private charter because they really wanted to make SmackDown. That was why. they Lots of the SmackDown guys felt bad for missing SmackDown. People like Roman, Bray Wyatt, um, Cesaro, those sort of people, they wanted, to, they wanted to make SmackDown. So they paid for their own private charter to fly um, over to Buffalo 
but bet the revival didn't want to make it this match. No. Yeah, revival. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, what a shame. We we don't get to lose our titles this week. Um, and they basically they so the, basically this second charter took off about I think they said about twelve hours prior to SmackDown going live. But the problem is it takes about seventeen hours to get from uh, Saudi Arabia to America, so it was never going to work. Or fifteen hours, I should say. Um, so it was never going to work. So they landed about about forty five minutes an hour in to SmackDown. They landed in New York, so they were never going to make the show. Um, but the rest of the crew, I don't know if they were committed enough. Yeah, if they were committed enough, if they like, if they wheeled the plane a bit more, um, the rest of the crew and uh, um, and wrestlers boarded a flight much, much, much later that evening, and they should have landed by now. I should think um, this is six o'clock British time, and they should have landed by now. Hopefully, if they just to sit around New York, Buffalo now and yeah. uh, head to Europe on yeah. Monday, and that's even the, that's that's the worst thing. So these guys, they don't really get a day off because now they've got a head off to um, they've got a head off to do the European tour so they, they they're going to do the ridiculous show over in Manchester oh for those of you who don't know there's a show in Manchester England uh, this coming Friday and it is the most ridiculous show it's longer than Wrestlemania you should all go buy tickets there's many to go yeah it is literally going to be longer than Wrestlemania because they are holding Raw and Smackdown on the same damn night in Manchester in front of the same crowd but they've also got to record 205 Live main event and you down what's the better they throw in some fucking dark matches as well I thought they were getting rid of 205 Live yeah, but they still got they they're still filming it at the moment, so I, I think they're going to be. What they were shooting over to NXT? Yeah, they, well, I mean the cruiserweight title has been um, defended on NXT, so I assume that it's, the plan is that it will be at some point fully put on there, but it's not fully put in there yet. It's um, it's they're still filming two hundred five at the moment, but they're going to be filming that all all in in one night. So that's what seven hours worth of wrestling that they're going to be doing at Manchester that's a long fucking show that crowd is going to be dead yay WWE ooh no it's going to be so so dead so um, but yeah that was the that, that was the Saudi stuff this uh, in the last 24 hours some it was it got a bit weird at some point people were really worried about it and as I just said to you and I tweeted this out as well if they were stuck anywhere else in the world, pretty much, no one would have been worried. People would have been like, ah, oh, you know, they missed a the flight. Well, they'll, they'll get back. But people were sending them prayers. Oh, I hope you get home soon. You know, be safe. Blah, blah. If that, if that's the response to being stuck well, in a I country... Send, send them some cash so they can get a flight home. Yeah. If that's your response to being stuck in a country, well, then you know that you're fucked up by having a deal with that country. That's basically the truth. Like, you know that the deal with Saudi is fucked up if the, if when the wrestlers are over there, you're sitting there thinking, oh, maybe they're not going to come back alive. Well, the thing is, wars, man, is, you know, I get that the guys are panicking and worrying. But being Natalia on that, yeah. you've got to be shitting yourself being in there at that point. Yeah. And still being stuck. Yeah, and I hadn't even thought of that until you said that to me, like, yesterday. I hadn't actually thought about that, was that the women were stuck over there. Like, they... they 
They, they were must have been shit. So if you watched the video on Crown Jewel, I don't know if you caught this, they were throwing water bottles at Natalia when she was walking down the ramp. Were they? Yeah, if you go back and watch the footage, they were what they were throwing water bottles. Oh, I was trying to speed up a bit more, so I was fast forwarding entries and bits yeah, like that. Yeah, but you could see as she's walking through down, down the ramp, there's water bottles landing at her feet because they were throwing water bottles. Maybe at her. they think like Pelican and say, be hydrated. Yeah, they were like, hey, drink water, Natalia, we love you. Being hydrated is important. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they were thinking. Yeah, they, yeah, they were throwing water Not bottles. Not everyone's a racist hater of women. Not everyone. But damn sure a lot. Maybe they were worried that they she wouldn't look hydrated enough. Maybe she looked a bit pale. Yeah, I'm sure that's what's going through the Saudi's head. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been. I could have. Well, I, I don't know what was going through a Saudi man's head. No, neither do I want to know. Anyway, moving on. Let's cover the crown jewel event. Um, not all of it. Bits of it. So, first off, Cain Velasquez, Brock Lesnar. I know we've got to have a little bit of a disagreement on this, but shit. So I liked it. I liked the match. Your shit. Thanks. I liked the match. I thought it was what the match needed to be in the sense of like, I knew they weren't going to be doing Lucha Libre Cain Velasquez. Let's brush Brock Lesnar's ego, give him the victory to try and make it better that he got his ass kicked in fucking UFC. Yeah, I'm not talking about the finish. The finish was horseshit. Uh, but the, uh, the the match, like, I thought that was what it needed to be. I thought the finish was horseshit in the sense of, look, Kane was never winning that match. Like, we know that. We knew Kane yeah, was never winning that match. Yeah, but I never said that originally. My no, 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 original no, no, no. thing always was, it would be a dirty finish and yeah. how Brock Lesnar would win it. Yeah, I just, I... Although, the secret bit is technically Brock never won that match. Yeah, Kane never tapped because the camera's never actually made a the point, they made a point that the camera's never picking up the tap. Um, well, yeah, so we agree on the fact that the finish was horseshit, but I think the match was exactly where it needed to be because I don't so think... it's they a were, Saudi screwjob. Is that what uh, we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's what they're going to call it, the Saudi screwjob. They, um... It's so bizarre. When when Brock, we both agree on this. When Brock had Cain Velasquez in the Kimura lock, why not just have Ray beat the shit out of Brock then with the, with the chair? Yeah, well, supposedly came out looking strong after that whole thing was Ray. With too. Ray, which is so fucking weird. I now I'm now more hyped to see Brock versus Ray, like which is so bizarre. No, I'm not. <laughs> You're not. Well, I'm more hyped to see Brock long dart Ray again, basically. That was not a long dart. You want to see Ray get long dart? You watch What's Kevin Nash. Yeah, that's a long dart. That's head first, no protection, people. <laughs> Not going to F5 you slightly into a wall and you're bound to land on something. <laughs> I'm actually, I do actually want to see that match. I don't know why, because I know what the outcome is going to be, but I want to see that match. Yeah, Ray Mysterio suddenly wins it. Could you imagine? After all this, Ray well, to be honest, win. I don't understand why SmackDown after this SmackDown thing hasn't turned around and said we're taking the belt off you then, Brock. Why? Yeah, we'll go, get to go, that. We'll go, get to this. You go to Raw. We will get to that. We will take the belt. <laughs> Shut up. We'll get to that. Um, but also, like, one of the only other, like, really interesting matches that happened on the Crown Jewel card, and which got us quite a bit of attention over the over the last 24 hours, was the Tyson Fury match. Because no one cared about the rest of the card. Yeah, no one really cared. The, well, well more importantly, more importantly, the Tyson Fury entrance. <laughs> that is one of the most... I'm surprised Fury made it out of the country. <laughs> that is I'm one honest. of the most fucking insane entrances. No, we all, no one said anything about how Fury got out of the country. Yeah, I did wonder that. I did actually is that question because he's already lost his head. I my yeah, my assumption is he was on the plane with Vince that like Vince took him Kane or whatever back with him. Well, we fine. don't know that. Probably but, fine. Fury's already got his plane. Or he, he had his own plane. You know that he ever made it to you because Brock had his own plane. Like and that is Brock's personal plane, which he actually owns, which is something. Um, and he had to go save Hulk Hogan and Rick Flair. And he yeah. did. He had to. Oh, here's a here's a nice little tidbit. Going off on a tangent here. Here's a nice little tidbit. So Rick Flair and Hulk Hogan were on a flight over to Saudi Arabia, and their plane landed in Iceland, and it got 
punctures and couldn't take back off again. And Brock Lesnar just happened to be landing in Iceland to refuel his plane. So he gave uh, a, a, a backy to Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Which is the he, weirdest he probably statement. doesn't have enough alcohol on his plane for Ric Flair. No, there isn't enough alcohol on planet Earth for Ric Flair. Um, but anyway, we, back, back to Crown Jewel. Tyson Fury's entrance won the most over-the-top shit I've ever seen. It was great. And WWE... Well, no, it was generally a typical... He had the typical yeah. boxer entrance. Yeah. It was a typical Tyson Fury entrance as well, because that's his. That's him all over. He's such so an over-the-top showman. Watch now. It was a typical boxer entrance. Braun's reaction to all of it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, typical in the sense of, like, it was big, but it was, like, on a fucking another scale. It was just, like, More so, so... There. Yeah, just so huge. They use copyrighted music, which WWE never does nowadays, so that should tell you something, um, and used fireworks, enough fireworks to light up the entire... All I can imagine is the countries surrounding Saudi Arabia, or like, you know, all, like hostile nations must be looking, thinking, what the fuck is going on over oh, there? Oh, it's okay, WWE in town. Oh, WWE's here. Oh, okay, of course. Um, they... They lit up the fucking sky for Tyson Fury. If we bomb them now, we're fucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one will notice if we bomb them now. They think it's WWE. Um, if we bomb them now, if we kill the Americans, we're fucked. <laughs> God, Jesus Christ. Um, this went down here really quickly. So, Tyson Fury. <laughs> Tyson Fury's match. So, look. I, I, said, I, I said this. If you had this as... A, a normal match. If it wasn't... If you ignore that Tyson Fury isn't a wrestler, it was a fucking dumpster fire of a match like a real fucking dumpster fire of a match but I don't but, think anyone was expecting greatness from no, it no but so. also in the same regard I don't know why they did it I don't know why they had a proper match I don't know why it wasn't boxer versus wrestler well then maybe if you wanted to have a go didn't say different maybe he's looking at a retirement plan after yeah, in the yeah. but it's weird why they didn't just do boxer versus wrestler let, let Tyson Fury throw fr- 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 a few hands at Braun Braun sort of like maybe they got nervous because now they realise AEW's got a boxer that knows how to wrestle yeah but but all props to Tyson Fury 100% the man did not have to take those bumps that he took like no fucking way how much he was being paid how much he's (laughs) being paid he could have just come in and been like hey I'm not doing any of that Um, you're still going to pay me whatever the fuck I want to get paid you know Um, so so they'd have paid him regardless he could have just gone in there done the boxer versus wrestler match and Less, but it was a props to him for not doing that, for actually trying. Um, there was there was a lot of sloppiness. There was there was a bit when he tried to cover Braun for a pin, and it's really cringy. He lays on Braun for the pin, then he then he realizes, oh, I've got to hook the leg. So he stops the pin, then goes back and does the pin again. Um, well, it helps to hurt the leg, but you don't have. To yeah, to yeah. So he, he sort of he stumbled on that, and then the best thing I think was. Ward Strowman hits him with that the, the running power slam and he just stands up and Corey Graves is like uh, I, um, I, I don't think Tyson Fury knows what just hit him like Tyson lay the fuck down it's his finisher um, that was that was good but I, I thought it was great it was such a ridiculous spectacle it was what it is what it was uh, what else happened in the card so the women's match you know whatever good, good, good for them too good for them too yeah. um they, they were both very clearly very emotional over it so good for them oh yeah yeah um, if, even commentators were yeah Corey, Corey was Corey crying Corey was crying Michael Cole had to pause himself because he was yeah yeah good for them you know 
it was a PR stunt, whatever. It that that's what it was. But good for them and good for Vince McMahon. Really, genuinely good well, for. Good for Vince McMahon for fucking pushing it, and not having yeah Saudis this time around. They were supposed to do it last time, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. So like genuinely, I don't think he's getting enough credit for this. Like I think people are sort of glossing Probably over this fact. Probably they're also the same reason why most of his staff couldn't stuck, get out of like, the country. But yeah. I mean, like genuinely good good on Vince McMahon for pushing this through and saying no, no, I want the I want my women on the card. And regardless, of, yeah, you you know what, whatever. Like maybe it's because it was a good. PR thing for WWE as well but well, of course whatever. at the end of the day his, his main thing would have been because it gets WWE it gets WWE huge PR it gets WWE to turn around and say well we were the first ones to ever do this yeah look how good we are but also look at what he'd done and what it meant to Natalia and Lacey Evans so yeah. you know you know, swings and roundabouts whatever I'll take anything away from that match no if 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 it does instigate change great They've will it the crowd for no. Natalia needed some more so yeah yeah will hydration's important okay <laughs> yeah um we had Hogan versus Team Hogan versus Team Flair. I actually loved that match. I actually thought it was a really good match. It was. It, it was like genuinely. It's not one of those because normally you get into one of those ones. Yeah. You get a bit bored after a while because you I, know it's like any typical thing. But it was quite. It was interesting. Yeah, I, th- I thought. I thought lots of people sort of shined in that match. And when is Chad Gable getting his his heavyweight title match? I know. And uh, God damn it, little baby cat angle with hair. <laughs> Chad Gable is so fucking good. It's really annoying. I'm, I hate the shorty G gimmick. I don't mind it actually. I, I I just I like him in his little bad um, basketball gear. I, 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 I like he what he's doing with it. I think it was a bad <laughs> idea in the first place because I don't think he needed it. But um, I like what he's doing with it. I, he's so fucking good. He's really good. And like I think pe- don't think people see it, but. No. Well, to be honest, since this whole thing with Barrett, he's really been trying to get a push. Hopefully, yeah, I'm hoping because he is—he's so fucking good. Um, same with like Ricochet. God damn it, Ricochet's one of the most impressive humans I've ever fucking seen in the ring, and they just do nothing with him, and it's sort of—it's uh, so disappointing just seeing where he, where he sort of sunk don't to. Don't be starting people I don't use in the ring because it'll lead me back to EC3, and we know yeah. none of us want that. But look, I mean, I, I've sat and I've watched fucking Will Ospreay versus Ricochet tear the fucking house down, and I've seen Ricochet. Will Ospreay always tears the house down yeah but like Ricochet is the guy that put Will Ospreay on the map with that Ricochet Ospreay match back in Japan and he, and, and then and Will, Will Ospreay and that's what I'm saying like Will Ospreay went off and he's having these fucking killer now, matches now Will everyone done the matches yeah. Ricochet's doing jack yeah Will Ospreay's now getting around, getting to go around the world and have all these killer matches with people in Japan and Ricochet's stuck having good matches with, with Drew, Drew McIntyre i said that his last two matches in Raw with Drew have been really really good because like, well, I mean fucking love Drew as well but like he's not been given the same shit as like with Osprey's being fucking fed with Osprey's being fed friggin Jay White Ibushi Okada you know some of the best in-ring workers in the well, world well unfortunately one works for New Japan and one works for WWE no, but like, come on! Like, Rickish, uh, WWE have some uh, fucking amazing in-ring workers, which they could have great matches. They could put him up against a, a Buddy Murphy, give him twenty minutes. Put him up against a Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, whatever. Give him twenty minutes and let him go. But they don't. They give him seven minutes with two ad breaks. Well, at least he gets seven minutes. He's free. Don't get that. Yeah, true. Well, anyway, yeah, we'll move on from that. So yeah, Team Hogan picked up the win in, in a match which I actually really, really liked. I didn't think I was going to like it because I don't. I'm not a big fan of those multi-people Things matches. What I also quite like is as well Hogan and Ric Flair were actually stayed in the background they stayed out of it they stayed in the background I was so so surprised I 100% expected the fucking big boot at some point like I'm glad I'm glad I don't think he can get they got that high anymore he's not even a Ric Flair that's true 
Yeah, that's true. Oh God, that would have been. <laughs> see, that's why I wanted to see it because it would have been a fucking dumpster fire. Um, it would have been Gold, Goldberg and Undertaker all over again. Oh please, oh, don't, don't, because those two really can't take a bump. They would just crumble into the dust at this point. Um, what are you chatting about? Well, Ric Flair will pop back up. He's still on the alcohol. Yeah, to be fair, I, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. Like people, I was like, everyone that's worried about people being stuck in Saudi Arabia, remember this. Ric Flair made it back from fucking North Korea. He wrestled in North Korea. That motherfucker ain't going anywhere. <laughs> um, but we had the main event of Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. The match existed. That's it. That's all I can say. I don't. I didn't was, mind the match. It was a good it worked, match. It worked quite well with how they were doing stuff. Uh, if they want to use that stupid red light, they need to use the one that he was using for his entrance when he first came in. Yeah. Because you can still kind of see what's going you on. Just, and then all of a sudden they change the light where all of a sudden Seth Rollins disappears into darkness. They make it darker, don't they? Well, no, but Seth, literally, before they've yeah. managed to get to that red light switch in it, they turn lights yeah. off and Seth Rollins disappeared in the ring. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I'm not a fan of the red light. If, if it changes, it makes things different, you know, whatever, do it every now and then, I'm fine with that. Not every match. I yeah, can't, especially... The, if you want to use the red light, you think that he was... Work, when yeah. they first got in the ring and they were doing the announcer thing, because that light yeah. worked. I think... I, this lighting was better than what they used in the head in the cell yeah but I think the cell done a lot of that as well with the reflection and the red and red stupid freaking red cell he does that yeah um, I said yeah the match was the match was good it was nothing special whatever it was just there um, I think the red light took me out of it so much that I just didn't really care much about the spots the I was f- a bit thrown back though by when it comes to the end bit yeah where you know Bray Wyatt's been knocked in for, off the thing yeah. fireworks fire and I love the way how quick they all came running out with three extinguishers on <laughs> yeah. no reason yeah there's, and a random, it's there's, a random, there's a random box of fire just spitting flames just for no reason there's a bit where Seth comes out struggles to move that box yeah. I don't believe that for one second no. because I've lifted them up multiple times and not yeah. that heavy to move no. and all of a sudden spark shot I can't see it I'm blind what are you fucking chatting about what yeah I'll, I'll, I'll say this it was a creative-ish finish that didn't I, work it, as well as it yeah, should have done it, it, it should have been it could about. have been a great finish but also Seth Rollins doesn't need protecting this is what <laughs> fucking blows my mind Seth Rollins is a big star he's over whatever if he they, doesn't need if that ending should have been amazing the bit where if they timed it just right where he moves it <laughs> you got Bray Wyatt suddenly all of a sudden there uh, yeah and he the, just and they uh, ends it that and way. you know what they did that entire <laughs> thing they set up that entire thing for that one image for that one image of Bray stood over Seth like behind him that was why that entire fucking thing happened was so they could get that one image but, but it would have worked better if Bray Wyatt standing on the other side as he moved the box out of the way and Seth shitting but, but, himself and then grabbing hold of him see my point is, is like Seth Rollins doesn't need protecting Bray Wyatt could have gone in there just fucking it like Seth could have hit him with his million one curb stomps and then Bray could have just fucking annihilated him thrown him off of the thrown Seth off of the thing fucking annihilated him pinned him whatever Seth's fine Seth isn't hurt by that makes The Fiend look great because instead all they've actually done in this match is say that The Fiend can't wrestle because he's just got an inability to do anything other than just be beaten up and then do a mandible claw that was it That that was the story they told what's your point (laughs) <laughs> yeah but that was a story story it was like Bray just took curb stomp curb stomp curb stomp and then st- no time. great they're great you made him a monster or whatever but like that gets old very quickly because at the moment the only thing you've told us of Bray which is so fucking annoying because the Finn match he had was great he had new offence he had he had new moves it was great 
and then he's just lost it all apparently he's just got an inability to wrestle well that was like Brock Lesnar yeah where he just loses his yeah they, they get these things in their head at WWE the producers or Vince gets these things where he tells the producers oh I just want them to hit these moves I don't want them to do this I don't want them to do that. it's like come on let them just do shit Brock is one of the best fucking workers in the world if they let him and and, and the Fiend but I'm happy the Fiend is the champion I think they should have done that at fucking Hell in a Cell because it was just a wasted program basically um, well it was a wasted program they were too busy with yeah. uh, Fox and all that stuff going on they, they were yeah. and then they 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 like, three matches <laughs> and then all of a sudden another four popped up on it yeah it was yeah it was a completely wasted thing they shouldn't have they shouldn't have done it but I'm, I'm happy the Fiend is champion and it, do you know what this was the first Saudi show which had any consequences. Um, well, because their wrestlers and staff were held prisoner in an airport. <laughs> Storyline consequences. <laughs> yeah. Vincent uh, Mann starting on the royal family. Yeah. Other than real world consequences. No, storyline consequences. Actually had t- television um, reverberations. So that was something. But then we had Smackdown. So because of the wrestlers, as you said, being held hostage, because of the wrestlers being stuck in transit as WWE put it um, not because Vince McMahon upset a royal family yeah they we don't we don't know that those two things are linked we, we have to say that because I don't please Saudis don't hurt me um, ah take them away yeah we, we, we have to say there's no link there um, but wink, there's wink, reports yeah. that, that Vince McMahon got in lots of got, got in a heated argument and then that happened but the plane company has now taken responsibility for it but the plane company is whatever I don't really care anyway um, where did they have a knife or a gun at their head at the time <laughs> yeah um, no I would say no okay let me answer my question um, there we so go. Smackdown moving on to Smackdown Jesus Christ uh, I need to bring Jesus into this don't bring Jesus into this uh, so because all the people were le- left in Saudi Arabia or, or stuck in Saudi Arabia they had to scramble for a show basically because why? they had the Miz that's all you need because, yeah because basically bef- when, when they went you could have just gave Miz a two hour tour show when they released their statement Doing about guests. when they released their statement great <laughs> when they released their statement about the Saudi people being stuck in Saudi Arabia WWE said Smackdown will go on ahead tonight with such huge WWE stars as Daniel Bryan The Miz and Carmella so they were promoting the whole of Smackdown with those three people well you could have Miz so talk funny. show for two, for two hours. hours yeah I'm sure Fox would have fucking loved that going through things having guests coming down doing some highlight stuff yeah, it would have been amazing yeah I'm sure Fox is sitting there going you know we gave you over a billion dollars for this shit I right? bet Fox off that would have been like I want Miz for a talk show yeah. for an hour a week now <laughs> so <laughs> Vince McMahon rewrote the whole show himself rewrote the whole show just hours before it went on air what while he started playing it um, now he landed a good 10 hours before the show started but he, um, he he rewrote the whole show before before that and he called in he had well he had Triple H call in certain NXT talents um, and they started the basically they built a Survivor Series because Survivor Series this year which was announced during Crown Jewel was going to be NXT versus Raw versus Smackdown and they started that build and I think they've done a fucking great job of it like a genuinely good job of it I love I genuinely really really like Smackdown this week it was a completely new feel to a show it's really upsetting I didn't the Miz had to lose yeah so the Miz faced um, Tommaso Ciampa it was, a, it was a good match They and those two managed to cut promos on each other which is always going to be fun to see well, um, Miz is amazing on the mic so. yeah you had Matt Riddle and Keith Lee f- 
fuck up Sami Zayn in a great segment. I feel sorry for Sami. He's wasted. Sami Zayn is a comedy genius. They cut a promo backstage. He's phenomenal. I don't oh. understand on the, why he's never held a championship on the yeah, main roster. so bizarre. He's so good on the mic. As well. He's just so brilliant. Uh, and in the ring. But like he was so good on the mic backstage with that segment. And then Matt Riddle and Keith Lee come in and they, they, hit, they hit their um, finishes on him. Matt Riddle is... He oozes charisma. I said that on Twitter. He's just ridiculous. But Keith Lee is fucking unreal. No offence. The unreal moment was how well Matt Riddle managed to run. Matt Riddle running in flip-flops. Yep. Yeah. Clenching his toes as hard as he humanly must possible. must have been in those toes. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt Riddle ran down, full speed ran down the ramp in bright pink flip-flops, clenching his toes. As you do. Um and then, then hit, beat up Sami Zayn and Keith Lee if you've never seen Keith Lee Jesus Christ do yourself a favour and go and see Keith Lee he's phenomenal He, the only way I could describe it, he's Vader he reminds me of Big Mac yeah yeah he's 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 Vader he's they both kind of do the same stuff as well yeah he's like does lots of high fly moves a dude his size should not be doing he, should, he has no right to be able to do that shit you can't say that no, but no, it's a great thing. He's like, he has no right to be that fucking good. No one has that right to be that fucking good. It's, it's incredible. If you've never seen Keith Lee, go and watch him. Matt Riddle's Matt Riddle. He's fucking great. Um, we also had Shayna Baszler fuck up uh, Bailey, Sasha, and Nikki Cross. So what you mean, the new Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman? The new Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Yeah. I can't let that go. And then in our main event, we had Adam Cole take on Daniel Bryan for the NXT title, which. I think it would have been amazing though if Daniel Bryan had won and then had to go to NXT. Yeah. Or that became a new title as matter. Yeah, that would have been so, <laughs> so good. Like, I'm just thinking of like the possibilities with Daniel Bryan going up to. Gee, if they. Barlow would have been like, oh, Barlow hurts. I'll say this, right? To me, that kind of shows that WWE aren't thinking that they're at as big a war of AEW than and what people think. Because to me, if Vincent Mann really thought they were at war with AEW, really, he'd have been like, we're putting the title on Brian. Brian's going to NXT on Wednesday. We're going to advertise the shit out of it and we're going to fucking destroy them, <laughs> you know? Because I think they'd have done a big number. I think they're going to be doing a big number this Wednesday anyway. they do it right, because NXT now needs to go yeah. and invade Raw on Monday and then have Raw as Mann just annihilate NXT. Yeah, because the worst thing that they could do this Monday, the worst thing they could do is just pretend it didn't happen. Pretend the next. Or is this where happen. Raw and SmackDown get confused and then up at AEW and just deny AEW? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Uh, well, they're not supposed to be here. The, the NXT guys are like, well, "What's going on?" Supposed to be having my ass kicked right now. Yeah. The, the the worst thing that WWE could do out of this because they've got a lot of momentum. People are love. People loved last night. And the ratings were up. I haven't got the percentage now, but they were up um, from about 2.4 million the last time they were on Fox two weeks ago to 2.6 million. So they were up. Um, they got a lot of momentum out of last night because people were talking about it and actually liked it. The worst thing they could do is on Monday, go back to business as usual, pretend the NXT thing didn't happen and just carry on. That's the worst thing. NXT, they, they should have someone from NXT being there. Is it Johnny Gardner's time? Johnny Gardner. Well, no, well, it should be. Brock's turning up on Raw, obviously, because he said that he's quit SmackDown, so he's turning up on Raw. Matt oh, Riddle should be there to defend Ray. I, 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 I feel, uh, you know, SmackDown should just strip him of the title, let him fuck off. Yeah, that is really funny. Like you, uh, Until you said it, I didn't even think about it, which was that basically Brock says, I quit SmackDown. So in theory, WWE should be like, okay, well, that WWE title, that's us. Um, that's really bizarre. Because what's the bad? He goes up to Raw. I don't want you. Go away. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, oh, that's the... that's all right, the, you're down on NXT. 
Oh, that backfired suddenly. <laughs> That's obviously the way that they're swapping the fiend and the brock uh, and the brock and the brock the brock <laughs> over. They're obviously swapping the fiend and the and the brock. I fucking done it again. The fiend and brock. The WWE oh, right, Universal Championship. The brock, mate. <laughs> the brock. <laughs> yeah. Can you smell what the brock? If is you want to go there, if you call him the beast, the beast. Yeah. Maybe I'll just merge the two with the brock. Um, yeah. So that, that's obviously how they're, they're merging over the. Universal WWE Championships um, but it was a good episode so they've got some momentum hopefully they carry it on on Raw who knows and we'll just round up by just I'll give you like a five minute breakdown of the WWE Q3 reports yeah um, this isn't going to be boring as fuck uh, rude so this is interesting shit go fuck yourself so WWE's yeah. Q3 uh, th- third quarter reports came out the other day and I, I was on the press the, the conference call the investors conference call with George Barrios because Vince McMahon wasn't there because he was over in Saudi Arabia shouting at the Saudi royals so essentially everything's shit that's the only way you can sort of describe it so revenues it, well, well, that hasn't changed then has it in no. a while. so revenues down ratings are down but not as down as what they what they expected so they took that as a plus merchandise is down um, what else is down? Uh, WB Network subscribers is down. Uh, they haven't signed a fees rights deal for television for uh, North Africa or the Middle East, which was what they promised. So they've invested a so huge basically amount. What you're saying is WWE's failed at life. Yeah, Dave Meltzer put this in the best way, which was he said basically anything that was responsible for the consumers, so anything that consumers had the responsibility for, for buying tickets, for buying merchandise, for watching the show, was all down. So basically everything that requires us to do something, they're failing at. Is that because they're buying AEW t-shirts at the moment? Yeah, but it's like, you know, they're buying AEW t-shirts, they're playing Fortnite, you know, they're doing that sort of stuff, they're not watching WWE God Fortnite yeah but that's what they're doing and it's like um, basically anything that's the only game that I've known that can nuke like nuke its own bloody world at the end of the first season well, yeah we're not talking about Fortnite so, but basically WWE have failed at everything that requires their fans to like the product so all that indicates is the product is shit end off that's it basically that's what the indicator is here but anyway and yet they still make billions of money. Uh, not really. No, their revenue was their revenue was oh, 186 no way. Vince million. Billions, that's the Vin, Vince makes billions. Vince makes billions. Yeah, their their revenue, their operating income was 6.4 million dollars for the quarter. That was it. It's not a huge amount. Their revenues were 186.3 million. It is compared to iron. Uh, yeah, but you you also don't have 700 employees. How do you know? If we've got 700 employees, we've got some discussion to do, have, but. Anyway, Q3 was down. WW, they were they were asked a question on the conference call. George Barrios was asked about AEW on the conference call. And essentially, George Barrios said, and I'll quote it, he said, we win. That was what he said. Basically, they don't, they're not threatened by AEW. They see him as a competitor. They take him seriously. But WWE is always going to win. And the talent's always going to want to come to WWE because they're the biggest game in town. Is that true, though? No. Is that because one of their biggest stars left to have a contemplate the idea? Yeah. they've. I mean, 
people could believe that if Chris Jericho hadn't hadn't left because he felt insulted by Vince McMahon, if John Moxley hadn't left because he felt insulted by Vince McMahon, if Jake Hager ha- ha- hadn't gone over there, if Sean Spears hadn't gone over there. You well, know. I suppose you look at what Seth Rollins said about Cody. Vince McMahon when it comes to his white gear. Yeah, yeah, that's the funny thing. So if you haven't had this footage, go over to our YouTube because I put the footage up there, um, the, the, sorry, the audio up there. Seth Rollins was asked a question as to why he hasn't been using his white gear the old the stuff he wore at SummerSlam and he said and I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember the, the, the exact words but he said something along the lines of Vince McMahon doesn't like it because he's a weird old man pretty much it was because Vince McMahon's not cool and he doesn't get it yeah and he called him a weird old man that was I remember that was the quote that he used so he doesn't yeah he said that Vince doesn't get it now we know why he lost the championship yeah and that's why the Fiend <laughs> is the universal champion but anyway that's all we have time for this week on SEW's podcast uh, join us next week for another This Week in Wrestling uh, we're going to review Raw Smackdown all that stuff again probably going to have a hell of a lot of fallout from the Saudi show and uh all of that good stuff. Oh, well, it's still not going to be any worse than what Jimmy Cornette's done, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, unless we haven't got time to discuss that motherfucker. Oh, that's a whole separate show, don't I? Yeah. That's a whole separate show of um, why Jimmy Cornette should no longer be with the NWA. But anyway. And me just insulting the man. Yeah. Anyway, head on over and follow us on Twitter at SEW underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe to iTunes and Spotify and all that good stuff. do Instagram. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, I suppose. (laughs) We're out.